0: gathered in love and service for justice and peace. She turns to me, her blue eyes faded, the petal soft skin of her cheeks deeply lined. She smells like oil of Olay lotion, the pink kind. In the overstuffed chair, she is tiny and her shoulders are bent with the weight of years. The hands that were once busy are idle and tremble with old age. Yale Zolden is visiting her grandmother, Irene Moskovitz. "'I ever said for you the story about the Fagen bombs and the air conditioner?' she asks. My grandmother looks far backward in time to when she was a young woman. Her eyes sharpen for a moment. I can see how she was then, busy, purposeful, and full of life. Well, she says, leaning forward, we were living in Brooklyn then, and it was a hot summer. A terrible, hot summer. And we weren't rich, not at all, but your Zadie, he worked hard, and we had an air conditioner. One big air conditioner in the evenings, we'd sit around it with the boys to cool off. Those days, there wasn't no central air, you know. Anyway, we had one, but the Fagenbaums, they didn't. They didn't have nothing. Well, I shouldn't say nothing. They did have eight kids squeezed into that little apartment, like sardines, maybe. And poor Mrs. Fagenbaum, she always looked so nervous. I don't know from what. But anyway, that summer was the worst, so hot, and all of them together in that little house, their baby. He cried all night, every night, screaming his head off from the heat, and it hurt me so to hear it. Sometimes I cried along with him, the poor little thing. So one night, I couldn't take it no more, and I said to your Zadie, Willie, wake up. He jumped up real fast in the bed. What? What happened, he said. I want, we should buy for the Fagenbaums an air conditioner. What? What? An air conditioner so they shouldn't be so hot. Then I said, It's soft. Please, Willie. You know, he was a mentor, Zadie, and always he had a soft heart for the children, so he worked hard, knew so he'd work a little harder. Next day, he said that by Friday, he could have for me the money to buy for the Fagenbaums an air conditioner. I was so happy, I baked him adobos tort for supper. Finally, on Friday before Shabbos, he comes home, your Zadie, and he gives me the money. But it's Friday before Shabbos and there's nothing I can do. I have to wait until Sunday for the stores to open. And when Sunday came, I went with Zadie to old Mr. Katzenstein's store on 14th Avenue to buy for the Fagenbaum's an air conditioner. Now Mr. Katzenstein, he knew your Zadie good from back home, so he made for him a real deal let me tell you by the time we come home was already late and i wanted i should put the boys to bed so the air conditioner had had to wait in its box on the floor next morning after the boys go to school i shoved the air conditioner box to the door and down the steps to the outside i know it's hard to believe because now i'm small but back then i was at least five feet maybe even five foot one and i had good strong arms so i took a Big, big breath, and I pushed the box over next door to the house where the Fagenbaums live. Then slowly, I pushed that fresh stinking box up the stairs. One step. Two, Gott in Himmel, it was heavy. I thought for sure I should have a heart attack. You should know it was 18 steps up to the second floor. And halfway up was maybe the 10th step or maybe 11. All of a sudden, I realized... What am I going to do when she opens the door, Mrs. Fagenbaum? What am I going to say for her? I bought for you an air conditioner? Can't be. She'll be for and it's my fault. Oh, I'm a I don't know what I should do, but I said for myself Irene, just go up the stairs. You'll figure for something yourself. So slow, slow, schwitzing and schlepping. I get up the stairs, so much pushing I did, I think I should have a baby. (laughs) Finally, I get to the top, and I lean on the box a little to catch my breath, you know? Then I knock on the door, hard. Mrs. Fagenbaum calls out, Who is it? And I said, It's me, Irene Moskowitz." A minute, and she opens the door. Oh, hello, Mrs. Moskowitz," she says, and she looks at me, and then she looks at the box. So I say, Hello, Mrs. Fagenbaum, and congratulations. Then I smiled at her big. I brought for you the air conditioner that you won. The air conditioner that I won, she says, real confused. Yes, the air conditioner that you won, I said. From who did I win an air conditioner, she asks. From the ladies' auxiliary. My grandmother turns to me. Mamala, do you know who was the ladies auxiliary? I was the ladies auxiliary. <laughs> Irene Moskowitz told this story with relish. Even she had been surprised by her new identity as agent of the divinely inspired, fully fabricated ladies auxiliary. I love this story because Irene Moskowitz is so compassionate, generous, funny, and inspiring. I want to be the ladies' auxiliary, and I hope you do too. We don't have to deliver gifts of air conditioners to second-story apartments in sweltering heat, although that's not a bad place to begin. We only have to see a need, and feel the need, and imagine even one small gesture we could make to alleviate someone else's suffering. It's hardly intuitive that there's a payoff, but there is. The payoff is that in giving service, we will find our own suffering lifting as well. Srinim Karoli Baba, a Hindu teacher known affectionately as Maharaji, established temples throughout India and taught many American students in the 1960s. Ram Das, the best known of those students, asked his teacher, How can I know the bliss of God? Maharaji answered one word, serve. The answer was always the same. When Ramdas asked about the most direct path to awakening, Maharaji answered, Feed everyone. When Ramdas asked how he might become enlightened, Maharaji responded, Love everyone. He said, Love everyone, feed everyone, serve everyone, remember God. And it may and may not be he who added, It is better to see God in everything than to try to figure it out. Years ago, I arrived here on a Sunday morning and greeted Joe, one of our homeless neighbors who was panhandling outside. He told me he'd be in for worship, and then there he was, sitting in the left-hand balcony. During the offering from my seat in the pulpit, I watched as the plate was passed to him, watched as he dumped out the entire contents of his cup giving it a good shake. After the service, I told him I'd seen him and thanked him. He gave me a big smile. It's the best thing that's happened to me all day, he said. Cherokee teacher Dehani Oahu reminds us, when you are feeling the poorest, and she means this in every sense of the word, when you are feeling the poorest, That is the time to give a gift. My spiritual companions, don't take Irene Moskovitz or Joe's example on faith. Don't take my word or Maharaji's or Dhani Oahu's word for it. Try it for yourself. Try bliss. Each of us can be the lady's auxiliary. Give a gift. Give an air conditioner. Shake out your cup. Let us love, feed, and serve. Amen.